Hello everyone, welcome to Getting Real. I am Basira. And I'm Kate. Getting Real is another podcast for millennial best friends talking about something with no real authority um, other than their winning personalities and infectious charm. This one's about movies. So join us as we discuss some of our favorite films and what they mean to us and dare we say the world at large. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us again. You guys must have just finished our episode on The Lion in Winter, which was Kate's favorite movie. But now we are going to talk about one of mine, Jurassic Park. So for those who don't know, Jurassic Park is a 1993 American science fiction adventure drama film directed by Steven Spielberg. The story involves scientists visiting a safari amusement park of genetically engineered dinosaurs on an island over one weekend. And then, of course, after all of this, you know, once they get there, things go awry, as you would guess. So this is Kate's first time watching this movie in full. I think you said that you would watch pieces of it, but this is, I guess, like in full. But yeah, it's one of my favorite films. I smile like a kid every time I'm watching it because I just love it so much. <laughs> but I haven't gotten Kate's thoughts yet on it. So I guess we'll we'll start there. So Kate, what did you think about the movie? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Was Jeff Goldblum hot enough in this movie? Like, <laughs> let's find out. Beautiful score. Mm. Beautiful score. <laughs> um, beautiful cast. Uh, Sam Neill, Laura Dern. Uh, of course, Jeff Goldblum. Look amazing. And I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I definitely get it. But did I like it? As it was a... <laughs> Yes, it is a nice movie. Um, it's obviously I know a lot about Jurassic Park just because I'm a film buff, and this is routinely considered one of the best. And I completely understand how in 1993 or whenever you saw it, presumably very young, mm-hmm. this would have blown your baby mind. Oh yeah, but we saw Avatar a few weeks ago. You know, what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's um, I think the central theme, obviously, like the the real heart of the story, the real conflict is overreaching scientists versus obviously don't make fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> and it's hard to like, yeah, man, <laughs> like, it's hard to, it is hard to swallow that that is a real conundrum. Mm-hmm. It seems really obvious to me that you shouldn't make dinosaurs. Yeah. But I understand because we're also out here like, playing with pigs and bats and we saw how that went so (laughs) i understand that we keep coming back to it i understand that it's a very relevant topic it'll never go away the can we versus should we debate Mm -hmm. so it i think it ages well as far as plot i think it ages pretty well as far as the the central themes and the acting is still very good and I totally get why this was revolutionary when you saw it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just one of those things that where I missed the window for it to like have an impact on me. Yeah, because I'm also like I've seen the impact on the film industry as a whole. Because obviously people yeah. have referred to this a lot when we were watching it. You kept like pointing out these are sounds that were used in Avatar that mm-hmm. we saw again just last month. Yeah, <laughs> so it's um, impact is certainly not lost on me. There are a couple of really iconic scenes that I I know. I knew zero of that setup <laughs> going into it. <laughs> and I'm, I've seen Jurassic World with Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the last one they just did. Dominion. Dominion. I thought that was shit. <laughs> so 
<laughs> but I also, I think, was missing because Dominion did bring in these original characters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't know who you are. <laughs> I don't know what your deal is. Mm-hmm. And it feels to me maybe you should have learned your lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so, did I like it? Yeah, I certainly liked it. Mm-hmm. Am I going to watch it again? Probably not. Probably mm-hmm. for the same reason I haven't watched it before, which yeah. is I already knew where it was going. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of missed the window for it to have that yeah major uh imprint mm-hmm. moment yeah like what do you think after watching it was probably the thing that made the biggest impression on you oh it was scary yeah it was it was spooky mm-hmm. were you expecting it to be like <laughs> no scary? really not at all mm-hmm. i thought it'd be kind of hokey if I'm <laughs> <laughs> like a little bit like king kong yeah because yeah. i didn't expect the um the effects mm-hmm. to have their um their intended effect the desired effect <laughs> So I I was surprised by how scared I was. I kept saying to you, I was like, does he die? Who dies? Does this person die? Just tell me. <laughs> so like, I'm not really a person who enjoys scary movies generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was like properly frightening. Yeah. That scene in the kitchen mm-hmm. when the ra- the raptors were coming for the kids and yeah. they were like coordinating. Yeah. And I was like, this is, I'm a little nervous. And I know they get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that was, yeah, I was really surprised how scary it was. Yeah. Um, what do you think was the thing that went, went over your head maybe too much? Or, like, the thing that you were kind of like, I don't really understand, like, that bit of it. Or, mm, I could have done without this. Um, I don't think, I mean, it's a beautifully edited movie. It's a beautifully directed movie. I saw The Fablemans a couple mm-hmm. months ago. And I still come back to, like, Steven Spielberg is very good at his job. Yeah. Like, he might not make the movie that's for you, but everything that happened in that film had its desired effect at the time, certainly. Mm -hmm. Um, And you could see why they're really brilliant shots. The way he really sets up the tension is there. So I wouldn't, like, change anything. The only thing I would say didn't have the effect is the awe, I imagine, it inspired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, because... So you think that's more so of time than it was... Yeah. Yeah, just... Okay. I think it just didn't age as well as far as the effects are and don't have Mm -hmm. the same extraordinary impact. Although, I will say I'm always really tickled by practical effects because Mm -hmm. we don't see those very often. At this point, it's amazing how realistic it is, but you're so acutely aware that it's not real. Yeah. So to think about having the... There's that Triceratops scene, Mm -hmm. and that's my favorite dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sarah from Land Before Time. <laughs> and I I remember having seen an, an interview with Laura Dern a few years ago where she was talking about that scene and how she was, like, moved to tears. Like, the tears that she shed. She was like, this is so beautiful and it was so real mm-hmm. and it was so wild yeah. to see something like that. And I get it. But mm-hmm. just a couple years after this, or maybe just a couple years before this, I was watching... Um, the dinosaurs, you know, that kids television yeah. show. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's like, I'm the same <laughs> for me. Like, you know, like I'm very aware that this is not a real dinosaur, not just because I know dinosaurs don't exist, yeah. but compared to the whale we saw in avatar, mm-hmm. yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like that. I was like, do they find blown a, away? Yeah. yeah like, did they get real. like, they, that, trained, did they get a they whale? A whale. They, yeah. They found a whale <laughs> and they, <laughs> they brought back the orcas. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Free Willy is getting a second wind. Or whatever. <laughs> no, it was, a, that was fantastic. That was extraordinary where mm-hmm. I had to have to kind of like pinch myself to be like, that's yeah. not, it's like watching real. Austin Butler play all this. Yeah. It's like, well, I can't separate <laughs> reality from fiction. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. So I thought it was a very well shot. Like I said, I think the score ages way, way better than anything else. I thought it was really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, John Williams, just master. Yeah, and it's also iconic. Again, like I am very aware of this movie, even though I've never watched it. Yeah. I have a lot of awareness. It comes up a lot. Obviously, there have been a billion movies made since. Mm-hmm. And I have seen those, so its legacy is very strong. Yeah. But it was... It's also not my, like, cup of tea as far as genre goes. I'm mm-hmm. not normally um, really tickled by this. These are Adventure. kind of... Yeah, like, the, yeah, these I kind of consider... Uh, my brother and I will call these, like, pew-pew, bang-bang, stabby-stab. Like, <laughs> where you're really just, like, here for the special effects. It's yeah. kind of like a comic book movies, which mm-hmm. I love. Let me be clear. Yeah. Like, I love them. But they usually don't sit very well with me because I know they don't have the time or really the inclination to create profound plot and like character yeah. development mm-hmm. and i understand like that's okay i yeah. love that okay? yeah. <laughs> sometimes i go to a movie i just want to see robots fight each other you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i'm human i have the same inclinations yeah um but it's almost like i don't even want to hear you talk like honestly you could just skip to dinosaurs attacking people and i would have been like cool with that <laughs> although like i said i do think the central argument stands mm-hmm. which is just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. True chains. Yeah. So I, I feel like good it. about it. I liked mm-hmm. it. But as with all things, I'm interested in picking your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, walk me through... First off, give me some context. How old were you? You obviously didn't see this in 93, or if you did, it probably didn't stick. You weren't well, alive. I wasn't alive. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. I just did that math. Yeah. Oy I, was like, I wasn't alive. So <laughs> when did you see it? <laughs> Where did you see it? Um, kind Who of did you see it with? <laughs> kind of similar to your answer. I don't remember, like, the first time I watched it, but I do remember the first time that it stuck with me. I was in elementary school, and it was a weekend, and I was either... It, okay, so I was either in... There's three grades. It's, like, preschool, right before kindergarten, kindergarten, or first grade, and... I remember I watched it with my dad and my older sister and we had rented it on either we had rented it on VHS or my dad had just bought the VHS of um, Jurassic Park. And I remember sitting and just again, like being blowing my little mind about like seeing these dinosaurs and it was scary and I like scary movies and it was suspenseful. And again, like the entire cast was so attractive. I was like, (laughs) yeah. And I thought some of the things were so funny at the time of, um, and just iconic lines. My parents used to quote it a lot. Um, but yeah, I was like sitting at home watching it. And on top of that, we didn't, we didn't play video games that much, but my dad had a Sega that he had gotten from, I think like my uncle had brought it cause I had an older brother. And so I think like maybe my uncle's like, he'll play with this thing. Um, and the only game we had was the, um, Jurassic Park Sega game and, so when I was bored and I didn't want to go outside or do anything, I would go upstairs to the basement and, like, try to play this. I wasn't good at it. I didn't really know how to play it. I just knew that you were supposed to run away from the dinosaurs and, like, jump on instinct, things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, pretty advanced video game, if you ask me. And the effects weren't very cool, and I didn't love playing the game, but I remember that being in, like, tandem with it. And I, whenever I would want to play the game, I would just go and watch the movie because I was like, it's better than this. I don't know why I'm creating my own storyline when I can go watch one that's set up for me. So I ended up watching Jurassic Park a lot as a kid just because I loved rewatching movies. But yeah, I think that's the... That's when I remember watching Did you like... Di- were you like a dinosaur kid? My brother loved dinosaurs. No, I, I wasn't. I didn't care about dinosaurs until I watched that movie. 
Did it, did it make you want to be a paleontologist? Or did it you made have Angel that? want to be a paleontologist, who's okay. my younger sister. Angel wanted to be a paleontologist, and so she's probably, like, in high school. She's like, I'm going to be a paleontologist. But it did make me um, want to figure out, like, how we create things. I wasn't really set on the dinosaur thing. I thought it was sick that they went, and if you haven't seen Jurassic Park, essentially how the dinosaurs are created is prehistoric mosquitoes who had fed on dinosaurs had died and were encapsulated in sap that now is referred to amber and they extract the dna from the mosquito i was obsessed with that part of it Mm. i was like oh so can we just like make anything like can we bring back saber-toothed tigers and like woolly mammoth like what are we doing here (laughs) you're telling me we could do this thing i was like wrapped up in the fact that like this was happening in real time because at the time when i was watching it movies were like think like documentaries of things that were happening (laughs) rather than like movies anything that had real people in it in my head was something that was happening in real time anything with cartoons was something that was made before it came out so it was non-fiction or fiction oh it was non-fiction 100 percent. i was like this is like oh my god these are real dinosaurs i wonder how they got them to do this i wonder how they trained them (laughs) i can to eat this person but not eat that person (laughs) um because again i was a baby when i watched it um and then as i got older i was like oh i get it okay and what so obviously you watched a lot of films that's so young i'm sure and if all they every live action film was a real film for you. Yeah. I can imagine that you were pretty much blown every weekend when you watched a movie. Yeah. So why this one? What is it about this one that stuck with you, do you think? Um, I think it's because it was the most adult film that had, like, real people that I had watched that felt like I could understand what wasn't geared towards me. It felt like it wasn't made for kids, and yet I could understand it. And so it aged only a lot. advanced children. Yeah, yeah, understand. only gifted, gifted, gifted and children. talented children. Yes, who <laughs> did that? But no, it felt like I sat with my parents. They don't think they realized I was there, but I watched the Silence of the Lambs with them, and it's not that's not for kids. And so every live action movie that I ever watched, I thought like, oh, that's not for me. But it was the first one I watched. That I was like, oh, like this is not for kids, but I can watch it. And so it's always aged really well with me because it wasn't as if like, oh, it's like kitschy and like I'm trying to think of another live action movie that I watched that I really loved. But like, it wasn't like watching Mr. Rogers. Or I'm like, I know this is for kids and like I'm not going to watch this when I when I grow up. And so I feel like because Jurassic Park was not necessarily geared towards children, it was I, obviously a kid could watch it, but it is like a little scary. I could continue watching that until like now, like until I die, because it is kind of transcends everything in terms of age and the excitement of dinosaurs gets kids really excited but also the philosophical question of like should you do something just because you can um i didn't really discover that until i was in high school kind of like the crux of that argument because i just watched it for the the dinosaurs and you know jeff goldblum so (laughs) in no particular order yeah yeah okay so if you i'm just thinking through baby Basirio's brain now <laughs> so you were like this is a grown-up movie and I get it so mm-hmm. were you were you like not allowed to watch grown-up movies I wasn't allowed to watch anything like there was because I don't believe Jurassic Park is PG-13 but I wasn't allowed to watch like PG movies until I was about like 10 like my parents were very like it was very like parent- parental controls the second that was on TV like it was okay. it was game over for yeah. baby Basirio only watch like you know that stuff but also my we weren't allowed to watch tv during the weekdays that's why like i had to have a sport because other than that i was like sitting at home and like reading and like 
why if you guys could see the serious face right now she said reading like what i want to read i'm gonna read you want me to just read a book that i don't have to read i could be outside why would i be inside reading i'm in school all day you want to read literally all i did today was read (laughs) um yeah so did your parents make a kind of exception for this film they i mean i'm assuming they had to, or it was like my dad got it for my older sister mm-hmm. and my dad probably made like the game time decision of like it's not that bad like there's a few bad words but like you could watch this and like frankly my dad probably didn't think i like there was anything going on in my head because i'm like a, a, a baby she's not gonna remember it so like, okay. <laughs> like she can watch it but yeah i my parents kind of controlled what we watched because i don't think by the time we weren't i was we watched this we had like tivo or anything or like a ton of channels we had, I know we had HBO, so my parents could watch movies, but I was only allowed to watch that in the morning. So I was watching like Crash Box, George and Martha, um, some other stuff. If you know those, like shout out to you because no one none I know, of those no one I know knows those. <laughs> but yeah, it was just my parents were very much in control with what I watched, and honestly, I really appreciate that because I got kind of content at like the right age, and nothing really, everything felt fantastical to me like when I watched it, as opposed to feeling like oh, I I get it. <laughs> must have been nice just like have a childhood um <laughs> so how does this movie affect like how does it rank among the rest of your family then your dad obviously this is happening well after the film had come out yeah so I is mean, it like a... one of their favorites is, is it lizzie's favorite or what's the deal you know i don't made angel want to become a paleontologist i mean yeah i guess it <laughs> resonated with her i don't know i know my parents quote it a lot Sure. Like, clever girl, like, shoo-ta, like, that, like, constantly in the car. And even now, like, it, it comes up sometimes. I don't know where they would rank it, but I know that it's one of the movies for my dad that if it was on, he would stop to watch it, even though he knows he's seen it a ton of times. My dad isn't one of those people, he doesn't like watching things over and over and over again. Likes to find new stuff to watch. He's like, there has to be something new on TV. But yeah, I think my family really likes it. When I was telling my sister that we were doing this, she's like, oh. Like, I can't wait for Kate to watch it. So I'm sure she loves it. But I think they don't think about movies as much as I do. So I don't know. They're not as yeah. big movie buffs. Like, when I say actors and actresses to my family, besides Angel, because Angel's more hip. <laughs> it is like, I'll say someone and they're like, he's from that movie that we watched that one time. And they're like, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's like a black actor, most of the time they don't. They're not really, sure. yeah. Or like you know, Laura Dern. Well, there's one very important black actor in this film that yes. I did not know was in it. Yeah, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, is in this movie. He dies off screen. We only see. We don't get to see his death. Um, what there's a good is... chance he's alive. He maybe just lost an arm. Honestly, and running around the island. Somewhere. I feel like that's a really good spinoff that we could um, spend some time with. He's just he's a dinosaur now. He just lives yeah. among them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um okay so i guess let's get down to the nitty-gritty obviously there are loads of films you saw when you were young that had some sort of impact on you and they're Mm -hmm. nostalgic films yeah but this isn't just a movie you love this is a movie that you think is good right Mm -hmm. like a well-done film yeah what parts of it do you think hold up as far as the filmmaking because i can admit certainly there are a lot of iconic scenes in this yeah and there are some beautiful shots and really you know Mm -hmm. special technical choices that steven (laughs) and friends were making Mm -hmm. but i'm wondering what parts of this you hold up to that standard yeah well one i think the other thing and i'm just thinking about it now about the reason why it stuck with me is my my uncle used to be a director when i was growing up sure 
and he used to talk about Steven Spielberg all the time. And I didn't, obviously, when I first watched it, didn't know that Steven Spielberg had made Jurassic Park. So I didn't give it, I just thought PBS was making everything. So I didn't know anything about it. And my uncle was talking about how Steven Spielberg had made Jurassic Park. And so I think to make my uncle, like, happy, I just loved whatever Steven Spielberg had done. So, like, I watched a lot of E.T. as well. Um, mm-hmm. That's it's not another one of my, movie I don't like. Yeah, it's not one of my favorites. <laughs> um, when I watched it as a kid, I was like, oh, I really like this. And then I watched it as a teenager and I was like, this isn't hitting the same as Jurassic Park. So I think that's another thing why it always stuck with me is because it was kind of a connection to my uncle. One of the things that makes this movie so good is that the story is so clear. Now, it's a if this is a novel um, by the same name written by um, Michael Crichton or Crichton. We debated how to say this. Yeah, name. we could look know. it up, but honestly, you could too. No, it's nice to yeah. just go in the world not knowing a thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. So there is a a formula to it already. There's already a set story. And it's really easy to follow. And I think there's something very comforting in that. That each time I watch it, I know exactly what I'm going to get. I don't think... There's very few things that I find new every time I watch it. Instead of, like, the story, there's something new in the story I'm learning. It's more of, oh my gosh, I didn't even notice she was wearing those shoes. Or, wow, her hair is down now. When did her hair come down? (laughs) Those are more so the things that I pick up on, but... I think one of the things that makes it really good is that it does leave an impression on you. And whether that impression is that, wow, that was a really cool story, or, oh my god, the animatronics are fantastic, like when I was a kid, or the way it looked, and again, I love science fiction too, so the fantasticalness of it, but also how steeped in reality it felt. Like, even not even from the first time I watched it, but even watching it the other day, I was like, it's crazy. Like, we obviously Jurassic World has come out since this. But I'm like, it's crazy that this this could happen. This isn't the craziest thing in the world. And listening to Hammond, the billionaire that finances the park and is creating the park, um, that can-do attitude. Like, there's billionaires that are just like that. Like, the Jeff Bezos and, like, Steve Jobs, you know, rest in peace, and the Elon Musks of the world. Like, that's what they do. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the Mark Zuckerbergs, like, this is what they do. They're like, let's push the limit. We can do more. And, like, we're going to give it to everyone. We're going to open it up and make it available to everyone. And so you think there's such... To an extent, there is a lot of good intention behind it, but it's so dangerous. And pointing it out to them, like, makes them angry as opposed to makes them look more at themselves and what they want. Well, it also comes from such a place of tone-deaf privilege to be like, you know what people really want is they want to have a theme park where they can look at dinosaurs. No, bitch, what we really want is healthcare. What's wrong with you? (laughs) 100%. Like, he tells a story about, um, like, a flea circus. He's like, the first attraction I ever did was a flea circus, like, in the streets of, like, Edinburgh. And now I get to put dinosaurs in front of people. And I think they're... I understand that storyline or that, that sentiment of having nothing like literally a flea circus isn't real right it's like the illusion that there's fleas there to having something that is so unbelievably real like actually playing god and i think that is the it's the overcorrecting, and i think that's something we've been talking about a lot is that the world tends to overcorrect when we're trying to correct like something that's wrong or trying to make up for something that we did and i think that's the reason why it's such good movie is because if you're a kid watching it it's a lot of fun and if you're an adult watching it you get to pick up on new things and continue a conversation and it's just fun to watch like i have a lot of fun watching jurassic yeah. park and again there's a beginning middle and end of the story 
I know that there's two more sequels after Jurassic Park ends, but honestly, if they didn't have them, if there was no more sequels, I'd be totally fine with the end of that movie. Now, of course, there's more, and there's, you know, Jurassic World, which is so bad. The first one, frankly, is okay, um, but the rest of them are so, so, I liked, so, so bad. I um, Jurassic World wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. I thought that, that was a very, to me, that was a fine film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit harder, because you've, <laughs> you should know better. <laughs> we've, yeah. we've tried this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the, like, if you, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. That's also human nature. Yeah. I think it's hard for us to see things and be like, this is so dumb. This is a dumb thing you're doing. Why are you doing it? And then get like a notification on your phone that we are truly doing this in real time. Yeah. (laughs) You can almost always trust humans to do dumb shit and to not learn their lesson. Yeah. Because the idea is that like, oh, I can make it safer and I can make it better. I can do it. Yeah. Which in Jurassic World, they do. Right. Like the, dinosaurs get out because again of a sabotage right it wasn't that there was anything wrong with the park it's that someone came in and screwed something up in order to steal from i can't remember the name of the companies but like you know there's biosid and one of the other ones but they come in and try to steal something and that's what screws up you know the dinosaur getting out and stuff whenever like the park yeah but that's kind of jeff goldblum's whole thing is exactly. that is inevitable mm-hmm. some somebody fucking up somebody trying to steal your idea somebody trying to take advantage or somebody just falling asleep at the wheel that is inevitable it will happen yeah. and if the consequences of that inevitability are loose monsters don't do, do it. it like that's yeah. like a pretty simple cost benefit analysis mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent and honestly, Jeff Goldblum's character is one that I did not get as a kid. I was like, I don't know why he's pouring water drops on her arm. And I was like, but then growing up, I was like, man, he's making so much sense. Yeah, I do love to see, like, a nice Jewish boy come in and be the only person making sense in the film. <laughs> that is the kind of representation I crave. <laughs> the true representation. I also, like, noticed things and i think watching it every time you watch it you get something new that i had mentioned like there's a drop plot about the triceratops we don't know why they're dying Mm -hmm. why she's ill and there's like you know that kind of thought is also they also might not have thrived they could have just died normally yeah (laughs) if the Mm -hmm. park had opened there could have been some sort of illness going through or they simply couldn't adapt to our new atmosphere yeah. whatever it was mm-hmm. all the reasons why we don't actually have dinosaurs, dinosaurs because they're prehistoric <laughs> yeah and they're also from the cretaceous period it's called jurassic park it's fine don't worry about it <laughs> yeah do you have any other thoughts about jurassic park any other lingering memories sentiments no, um no just like thank you to steven spielberg for um sparking my love of movies that's it i'll never hear this but that's my only thought is I love this movie because it makes me feel like a kid. Yeah. And it made me, and as an adult, it has made me think of movies differently. And honestly, I feel like I look at this as a blueprint. But yeah, I'm glad we watched it together. Yeah, thanks for showing it to me. Yeah. I nev- definitely never would have watched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's good because now I know, right? It's yeah. a thing I always thought I knew, mm-hmm. but I didn't. And I did think it was better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And certainly, to your point, a very fine blueprint yeah. for movie magic. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, we do appreciate your listening. We do still want your feedback. Feel free to DM us or text us. But join us again next week where we will inevitably discuss a movie. Bye. Bye.